everybody welcome back to another episode of the late night mike and mike show uh, as you know i am one of your hosts mike and uh got michael westbrook here with me today how are you doing today mike i'm doing pretty good excited to talk some more football ready for week three yeah i mean uh it's it's gone on pretty well uh i've enjoyed the games uh they've been close games a lot closer than i think a lot of people anticipated very much so uh, and we got some good matchups this week. Um, so this yes. is the week of the uh, 20, uh, 23rd through the 27th. Um, so starting it off, uh, Carolina at Houston. What do you uh, what do you got predicting going on there? Oh, Carolina at Houston. I mean, Tyrod Taylor's out. So it's going to be a very obvious, you know, dub for the Panthers. Um but yeah, Houston's going to really struggle having Davis Mills. Uh, he's a rookie, right? Or second round or something like that? Or not second round, like sophomore? I can't remember. I know he's pretty new, right? I'm thinking correctly, right? I don't know. I don't know why I can't think. Uh, Davis Mills is... Uh, well, he was, he was... No, this is his... This is rookie year. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to think of where he even played. Stanford. Um, Stanford okay mm -hmm. yeah yeah so he's a rookie I had to make sure I was thinking of the right guy so yeah I mean Davis Mills he was good at Stanford um you know we're just gonna finally get to see him get some action in and uh you know I I think it'll be a good game just to see how you know the Texans are gonna do but they're definitely gonna fall short of a lot of uh the greatness you know however I want to use that word lightly uh that they were projected to do once Tyrod Taylor came out and killed that first week um but really, you know, the Panthers should see another uh, good game. Uh, they should go three and zero and and follow along the Bucks, hopefully, and stay uh, stay right up there along with them, uh, looking to uh, keep fighting for that number one spot. But yeah, it, it's a pretty. This one's going to be a pretty clear cut and dry game, unless for some reason the Panthers fall apart. But uh, for anybody that has Panthers players uh, on their roster uh, for fantasy, I would definitely be playing Anderson. I would be playing DJ Moore, and I would be playing. Uh, uh, CMC, they're going to get a lot of points, so uh, feel free to use them. Texans don't have a great defense, so uh, you should have a good fantasy week with all three of those guys. Yeah, and I mean, even defensively, I, I just picked up Carolina this week um, defensively because they should be able to stop Davis Mills and anything that they have going on. Uh, so, yeah, I, I got to say, I mean, I think Carolina's going to come away with a win here. I think we might have a slightly different um, different story if there had been Tyrod Taylor in. He could work Very the ball so. around, you know, he could, he could make some plays happen, but that's not the story this week. So Houston fans, I'm sorry. <laughs> the problems keep tacking on down there. Yeah. Uh, you'll get it figured out one day. Uh, you know, at least you're not the lions, right? I mean, that's got to count for something. Um, next game starting on Sunday, we got a bunch of, uh, I'm in central time, obviously. So it's a bunch of noon games for me, uh, yeah, but I mean, Washington one, and Buffalo, two. Washington and Buffalo. That that one's going to be another fun one um because we get to see you know more of more of jo uh, more of Taylor Heineke and and some more of Josh Allen. Um all you all you Josh Allen fans uh, that have him on your fantasy team, I know you're struggling. I feel it. I have him in one of my leagues. It's been rough having him. Um What's I know a that, struggle? But it's not a struggle. He's definitely not scoring as much as as everybody thought he would be. Uh, that's for that's for sure. Um, 
Yeah, it just seems so, more like uh, just just not meeting his uh, potential. I feel is what it is. Yeah, he's, not, he's not meeting his projections. Yeah, I mean so. he's still he's still solid. If you have him, uh, you know, could be some outlook. I know, I know that yeah. you know that's a possibility. Um, but yeah, you know, I, yeah, sorry, so, just wanted to comment uh, on no, it not good. being a struggle. I I definitely think Heineke's going to show out this game, um, unless you know, because obviously Washington's without Curtis Samuel for a few more weeks still. Uh, so you know. Washington's going to struggle a little bit. Tredavious White is going to be all over Terry McLaurin. Um, so this might be a hard fantasy week for him. Uh, but besides that, you know, Buffalo's looking to shine out and just really come get a, a good solid win. But Heineke's definitely going to do his job to keep them in it. I think Antonio Gibson is their best shot at at really doing their job to to eat the clock up because Buffalo is not very good at that. Um, they don't utilize their running backs as much as they should to eat clock. And so... Uh, if Antonio Gibson can actually make some some good progress this week and and eat that clock up, you know it might give it may it might give Washington enough time to score just enough points and keep Buffalo off the field long enough that they don't you know just walk away with this game, uh, thirty five nothing. You know so it'll be all up to Antonio Gibson and and up to some other guys like Logan Thomas to really make some huge plays for Heineke and keep them in this game. No, definitely. Uh, it, it'll be an interesting matchup. The only thing is that uh, we, we've seen Washington defensively has struggled a little bit lately, at least in their first two matchups. Uh, so it, it'll just be kind of one of those things. I mean, yeah, you played, you know, you played the Chargers and lost. You did beat the Giants. You beat them by one. But I mean, you know, that it's still, you know, kind of a struggle there. Uh, so I feel like the Bills who, you know, even though, um, you know, they... Uh, They've had, uh, I want to say, a good start. I mean, they held it pretty tight against the Steelers, who can show out any time. And then a win over the Dolphins, where you actually shut the Dolphins out. Uh, So I kind of want to say I I really think that uh, the Bills have the advantage here this week. Um, Even if they don't eat the clock, you know, well, uh, I, I think they will probably... I don't want to say run away with it, but I think they'll have a comfortable, you know, two, three touchdown lead. Um, but, you know, that's that's part of the game. Uh, you have good weeks. You have bad weeks. So Just I give it to Buffalo. One of those bad weeks for Washington. Yeah, I got Buffalo as well. So, uh, yeah, Buffalo's going to Buffalo's gonna plow through a lot of the teams they play this year, uh, especially once they click. Uh, having Emmanuel Sanders now uh, gives, gives that extra help to Josh Allen so that even if Stephon Diggs is covered, he's got that guy. Um, but yeah, Buffalo, I agree. Uh, so what do you think about this, you know, the Chicago Cleveland game? Um, you know, it's, you know, it's an interesting game. I, I wouldn't have thought it would be interesting until I saw that Justin Fields was starting, uh, with, with Andy Dalton being injured. So I still have Cleveland winning. Um, you know, I think, I think any smart person would, but I definitely think Justin Fields is going to make the game a lot more interesting. Uh, he's going to keep them in it a little bit more than Andy Dalton would. But I, I don't think that Chicago is going to be able to pull out a win. Uh, David Montgomery has struggled way too much to actually get some yardage on the run game. Whereas Cleveland has got it all figured out from week one, um, nearly beating the Chiefs. I mean, they're going to play hard. They're going to do a lot of good. And so Cleveland's going to be really tough to beat this year, just offensively. And then defensively, they've been doing some really good stuff. Um so, yeah, I, I've definitely got Cleveland winning this one, but it'll be a lot better of a game with Justin Fields behind center than Andy Dalton. 
Well, I mean, so we didn't necessarily get to see uh, Justin Fields take on the Rams, you know, I mean, that was that was just what it was. Uh, and then, you know, they played a good game to the Bengals. Um, so that's, I, I like seeing that, especially for Justin Fields. Uh, but it's kind of one of those things also on the opposite side of it. Uh, you know, we have seen some good things. You know, Cleveland just barely lost to Kansas City, which, you know, would have been a, a big upset. Uh, they did take away a win against the Texans. So this is kind of one of those things. I mean, I could see it kind of going either way. Uh, I mean, you know, if you're, you know, if you're a Baker Mayfield fan, uh, you know, he is great. Uh, however, he did have a couple booths where, you know, he could have, uh, you know, like against the Chiefs, he threw that late interception. Um, yep. You know, that that's one of those things. If he can minimize some of those mistakes, um, it's... It's just, I think the mistakes are probably what, you know, killed it against the Chiefs. Uh, not yes. that they're all Baker Mayfield's fault, but that's just one of those things. If he if he can, you know, capitalize on that, you've got Nick Chubb uh, eating up rushing yards. Uh, and forgive, Hunt. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got, uh, forgive me, I can't think of the, the tight end, how you pronounce his last name. Njoku. But it's Njoku. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and he's doing great there. So it's just, it, you know. Um, there's some really good things going up. Um, I I do think Cleveland is going to win this one. Um, the big the big thing here is going to be you know David Montgomery. Uh, if he can have a real good game, um, you know you could see some good things coming out there, and you could even see Mooney, uh, you know, getting some extra uh, touches as well. Uh, you know he's uh, I I believe he's listed as questionable um, because he didn't practice, but I don't know the full extent of that one. Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, I mean, I don't think it'll be any credit to Chicago if they win this game. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to do anything real against Cleveland. It's going to be all based on Baker Mayfield and not throwing interceptions, not fumbling the ball, things like that. Uh, So as long as he can keep down those mistakes, like you said, I don't see Chicago winning. Um, Cleveland would really have to throw away this game for them to, to get close to winning. Yeah, so again, I, I give so, it to Cleveland yeah. as well. They're playing in Cleveland, yep. the dog pat. I mean, they could be relentless there. Um, so, yes. yep. Uh, next game, I, I don't have much to talk about. It's Baltimore <laughs> at Detroit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just saw the Packers demolish them uh, in the second half after they had such a rough start to the game. Um, I really thought it was going to be a much closer game once I saw that happen. And then all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers flipped a switch and so did Aaron Jones and, you know, with a struggling Packers being able to do it, even in one half, um, Baltimore, who just came off of a huge win, is going to absolutely smother Jared Goff. Uh, so this isn't going to be anywhere close. It's not going to be anything you know, fun to watch. So if there's another game on, you might want to devote your time to that, even if you're a Lions fan, because you know you don't want to watch your guys get beat that badly. So I'm sorry, but it's going to be probably a 20, 30-point game. So it's not going to be anywhere close. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think it's one of those, um, you know, if you've got TJ Hawkerson, you're you're probably still going to get some decent points because he, he's all yes. reliable for Jared Goff, um, you know, and so, so it's just it's kind of one of those pieces. Um, the other thing going on there is uh, DeAndre Swift, I think, is an underwhelming running back right now. If you have him, I definitely recommend leave him on your bench, uh, even though he is the starter. He's just there's there's just he's he's not getting uh <clears throat> i don't want to say he's not getting the touches he's just not um 
I think he's averaging like four four yards uh a reception. Uh, and uh it's yeah it's yeah it's just it's it's a little underwhelming. Sure, week one against or uh, yeah, week one um against San Francisco. Uh you know, San Francisco's defense can shut down the rush game. Um and then, you know, even in Green Bay, uh, you know, very similar story. So, you know, I, I don't think going up against the Ravens will be that that different, honestly, defensively. Um, but I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't plan on him being uh, an RB one or an RB two. Maybe a flex if you're in a real deep league. But yeah, uh, yeah. I I 100% agree. It's not going to be pretty. Um, DeAndre Swift, leave him out. Hawkinson, uh, he. You know he's not going to have a stellar game of 15 plus points, but he will at least get you probably close to 10. Um, so if if you're in that deep of a league where you need at least that many points, go for it. But it you know if you can play somebody else, you might have a better shot there. Um, so I mean I would even play I'm you know I would even play Kyle Pitts over Hawkinson this week if you have both somehow. Yeah, um, I think Hawkinson. That's not uh, a bad, cho- bad choice of playing Pitts over him, but. Yeah, it's I mean, gonna be tough. Baltimore's a tough defense team. So, well, you you just mentioned Pitt. So, Indy versus Tennessee, yeah. another noon game. Um, I mean, it, it's this is gonna be an interesting game. Um, yes. So I, I mean, obviously, I think Tennessee is gonna win this. Um, I just because I am worried about Carson Wentz this week. Uh, you know, he just sprained his other ankle, so trying to play off of double sprained ankles, you know, in in the yes. same season much less within the first three games. I think that is very rough. Um, very much so. So it's, yeah, I think though that uh, even with the backup, I think Pitts is probably a safe option. Um, and I mean, even uh, Zach Pascal. Wait, wait, why do you keep saying Pitts? Pitts is not on Tennessee or Indiana. Uh, sorry, Pittman Jr. Oh, Pittman. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I was talking about Pitts, the Atlanta. Kyle Pitts, yeah. Yeah, I was sorry. But, I'm talking about. I, yeah, I was talking no. about Pittman Jr. Uh, Pittman yeah. Jr. and Pittman Zach Pascal. And Pascal. They're, I mean, they're good guys. They're I cups, would not obviously. play them fantasy wise this year uh, or this game. Uh, Tennessee's coming off also a great win. Um, they did really well. They got lucky. The Seahawks definitely should have won it. They got a lot of chances from the refs giving them really wild calls, not calling a safety, taking away Julio Jones's touchdown. So. I mean, I do you want to counter really, that? that tough. It so. could potentially be good because two of Tennessee Titans uh, linebackers are questionable. Jayon Brown and Bud Dupuis. Uh, so yes. there's there is potential there that I mean, depending on their backups, uh, are they rookies? Are they a little bit more seasoned and veteran? Depending on who it is that's going to be going in for them, that could potentially open up a little bit of, uh, you know, space. In which case, I mean, obviously it's going to be tough because those guys are cuffs to each other, whether it's Pittman Jr. or Pascal. But if you're in a deep enough league uh, where you have to, you know, you have to play them, there's potential there that, you know, uh, Pittman might actually see some of those, uh, you know, some of those additional points pop up. Uh, there's also oh, yeah. there's also potential there that Jonathan Taylor, you know, he's had a slow start, but he will pick up at some point in the season, uh, you know, if if both of their linebackers are down and they get a good mix of the run game in, you know, with, with some, uh, the passing game to mix it up with that. You could see some extra points this week from either one of them or, yeah, or no, either I, three of them, but I definitely agree. Um, do you think if, uh, if Wentz ends up, you know, going out and those linebackers are actually, you know, let's say they are out, 
um, sadly for Tennessee. Do you think uh, Jacob Eason will be able to take over well enough and, uh, you know, still do well fantasy wise or even well enough to keep them in the game? I got to be honest. It's that's tough. Um, I think Eason can show out any Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, you know, he's just, I, I, he's just not tenured enough in, in some aspects of his game that I think the more he plays, you know, the better. Um, so if, if the other guys are out, you, he could, you know, see, so, you know, as long as he keeps his picks down, uh, and he makes smart throws, um, I think, yeah, he, he could have a good week this week. Um, is it enough to win? Maybe not. Is it enough for the other guys, you know, and especially in a PPR league to be able to get some points up more than they normally do? Yeah, I'll give them that. But I still think Tennessee comes away with a win on this one. But mostly yeah, that's I, also just yeah. because offensively, I think Tennessee, uh, you know, Vrabel can work out, it. I think a little bit more. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with Derrick Henry coming off the week he just had where he, you know, seemed to where he seemed to kind of, you know, get get that mojo back that that we saw last year kind of at the end of the season where he was just running all over teams and stuff. I mean, if if that's really the Derrick Henry we're going to see now, oh boy, it's going to be tough for any teams facing him, uh, especially because then teams are going to be looking more for that run from Derrick Henry more so than that pass to Julio or AJ. And oh boy, which is uh, good because that can, is going to be the team we thought they'd be. That, that can be good uh, because, you know, Julio has had nine receptions for 157 uh, yards so far, um, you know, which which will be good if, if you're trying to play Julio uh, in a deeper league, which can, I think, open him up. Um, you know, Tennessee definitely has, uh, has some options. I mean, uh, I believe A.J. Brown might also be on the questionable list. Um, not 100% on that one. Uh, but, you know, he could, he could also see a little bit of extra going on there. Um, so, yeah. you know, it, 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 kind of gives you some options there uh where i think i still think tennessee takes this but i think it opens up a little bit more for indy to try to you know kind of figure out hey can we get some extra touches here uh can we open up you know the tennessee defense to at least try to keep us in the game so um it's gonna be yeah, a close one no, but i I've, still think I've tennessee got tennessee going for it i was just curious what you thought about you know yeah i mean uh, i, I want him face? to be able to do well obviously um, you know, but it's, I, I think it's going to be tough against Tennessee, but I think that's probably one of the better, t- uh, one of the teams that if you had to play against, uh, you know, a better team and they didn't have all their, you know, defensive guys out there, I think Tennessee probably offers you a little bit of a better chance because Indy would still have to play against the Ravens. Um, they have the 49ers, they play the Titans again later, the Bills, the Bucks, um, even the Cardinal, I mean, you know, there's just, you know, very, one of their last games is against the Raiders. So I think early mm-hmm. on, if you're trying to, you know, coming off of two losses, um, you know, one to the Rams uh, by three points last week, I think, you know, you, you need an early win. And if this was going to be the time, this is when they would need it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So I think we agree. Tennessee for the win. Um, I don't think it'll be all that tough unless offensively, the Titans can't figure it out and defensively the Colts finally get it together like they had it last year. So Yeah, then on this next one, um I you know, we kind of talked about Kansas City regressing this year. And yeah, uh we talked a little bit well, I don't think the team's regressing. I think I think sadly Justin Herbert might be having that sophomore slump. Yeah, uh, well we talked about we talked about the Chiefs that that Patrick Mahomes might regress a little bit. We talked about the Chiefs yeah. might slide a little bit, but I mean 
Patrick Mahomes is looking great. Six touchdowns at one interception and uh, 680 yards so far in the season uh, with a really good passing completion rate. And then, like you said, Justin Herbert, that sophomore slump, two touchdowns to three interceptions. I mean, mm-hmm. I think he's, uh, he's starting to look like uh, like uh, Trevor Lawrence, even getting, uh, you know, very similar stats. So it's it's not it's not looking great for Justin Herbert in this sophomore year you know, where he just came off such a high like that. But I mean, it's, it's hard to match a rookie season like that on, on such a hard division, you know, where the Raiders are just playing so well. And then obviously you got the chiefs and then you got the Broncos who are clearly shining out this year as just amazing somehow. I don't know how, but I mean, they're just doing awesome. So, I mean, sadly the chargers just got to figure it out. I don't think they'd beat, the Chiefs, even if they were like, you know, peak rookie year, Justin Herbert, you know, kind of version. But I definitely think it could be an interesting game. You know, this could be the game that Justin Herbert just decides to finally go to town and, and just does it. You know, um, do I think it'll happen? Not really. Um, but if they can shut down Tyreek like like uh, the Ravens did, then, you know, maybe it'll be close. But we'll see. I, yeah. I think it's going to be the Chiefs for sure, though. So the thing that I'm curious about, though, also was I believe week one, Justin Herbert, so they had the week one win against Washington, but I think they were without Austin Eckler that game, I think was week one. Were they? Uh, I thought they had him. I thought he got injured. I think he was listed as questionable, but I think he still ended up playing. I think he played limited snaps. Okay. So, so I mean, I'm, but I mean, granted, if you don't have a full hundred percent Eckler, I mean, it does they, they still won. It, so. Yeah. So, but my my thing, kind of what I'm thinking here, though, also is just, yeah. uh, you know, if you don't have Austin Eckler, and then you know you have to go to the passing game, maybe you, that's where some of those interceptions come in. I mean, obviously, we saw some last week too, mm-hmm. but then, um, uh, you know, so if that happens in week one, then week two, you still want him to be healthy. Obviously, we saw. I mean, the cow that their game against the Cowboys. I mean, that was a, that was a tough fought battle. Um, where I, you know, I just think the Cowboys had that determination to want to come back and, you know, they were able to, to do things right when it mattered, not that Los Angeles wasn't, but, uh, so it makes me kind of wonder though, if, you know, if knowing in week one, he's, you know, he's getting limited snaps and, you know, is playing on somewhat of an injury, uh, then you go into week two and you play a tough Cowboy game. Uh, you know, if that maybe was in the back of his mind, maybe it plays a factor, um, you know, if something like that, you know, would really play into it for him. Um, but I mean, you do still have Keenan Allen. Um, but you know, they've even got, uh, Mike Williams. I mean, you know, they, they, they've got solid pieces there, uh, to be able to make it work. And, uh, it's one of those things. I think if Austin Eckler comes out and he's able to just really, you know, get some runs in and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are able to go out there and, you know, uh, you know, one of them takes a double team and the other one's able to get open. Uh, I think that's a, that's a big piece there. Um, I also think uh, Edwards Hilaire might have a little bit of a struggle this week against that Chargers defense. Um, yeah. You, you know, we saw how uh, Pollard, you know, came out to, to play against the Chargers. And I have, you have to think that, they're going to try to, you know, have worked on that this week, especially against Kansas City. Yes. I mean, granted, they did stop Ezekiel Elliott. They did pretty good about stopping him. 
but Pollard, you know, he's just that explosive back that, you know, that Zeke really never was. You know, he was never that guy that you handed the ball off to, and then he sped up to 20 miles an hour and just sped down the field, you know. So, uh, you know, with Pollard being the way that he is, you know, it's just, you know, it's hard to stop different guys like that um, when you prepare for somebody, you know, so specific. Um, you know, but yeah, I uh, Alaire has not played well this season at all, uh, fantasy-wise, statistically wise you know for the team at all so i mean if you've got him don't play him sadly um he's gonna struggle again he's gonna keep struggling i think all season um you know but besides that i mean you know the chiefs should walk away with this win um it should definitely be a lot easier to match than they've had the last two weeks yeah um yeah the the chiefs need a break if they want to uh, not go one and two and this is a good this is a good match for them to kind of relax a little bit. It does not mean they can relax and actually take their foot off the gas, but they can definitely at least relax a little bit, knowing that they're playing at home against you know one of their division, their division uh, I guess rivals, um, you know. So because of that, I think it's you know it's going to be good for Kansas City to do that after such a hard loss. So I'm I'm very interested. Uh, what do you think about this next game, Saints at? Uh... Saints in Foxborough. After the week we just saw Jameis have, I definitely think everybody got on the Jameis Winston hype train way too quickly. Um, you know, I, I that's just genuinely what I think. So let me pose um, you this. I was one of them. I thought he did really well. Obviously he did. I'm not going to take that from him. But I, I do think everybody hopped on the hype train a little too fast. And he's not actually going to be that amazing. And with the Patriots defense being the way that it is, I don't see the Saints being able to do what they did week one uh, when they couldn't even do anything against the Panthers, which arguably has a worse defense than the Patriots. So let me ask you this, though. So we saw Alvin Kamara struggled uh, last yes. week. Obviously, you know, we're, we are, we're talking about a good, strong defense that, like you just said, the Panthers have, but that the the Patriots have a arguably better defense. Um, so with that struggle, though, do you think that put extra pressure on Winston to be able to complete the passes and that, you know, he I, I don't want to say that he wasn't ready for, it, but just maybe he tried to force some of them and, um, you know, just maybe lost what some of the more technical aspects that, you know, I'm sure the coaches preach, you know, every week for a quarterback, you know, the fundamentals and things like that. I think maybe he lost sight of some of that and tried to force it. Uh, which complicated last week. Um, you, you know, do you, is, do you think that's a possibility? I mean, hold on, let me pull it back up. I just had his stats up from week one. Um, I don't think, I don't think Kamara did well enough. You know, let's see. He got, so he got five rushing yards and 25 receiving yards last week. Um, and then he got 83 rushing, rushing yards and eight receiving yards. So really, his yardage difference isn't much different. Um, yes, it is off by, you know, 30, maybe, you know, 30 yards or so. But I still don't think that's a big enough difference that it caused James Winston to not throw a touchdown. Um, he rushed for one. That's cool. Uh, that's not your job as the QB. You don't need to. You shouldn't have to rush for a touchdown because you can't throw one. Um, and I just, right. I just definitely think that the Saints are struggling just like we thought they would with the lack of targets for James to throw to, especially with Michael Thomas out. Um, and because of that, going up against a team that has a solid defense, 
you know, I say solid, not saying like the best or anything like that, but you know, a solid defense like the Panthers, a solid defense like the Patriots, they're going to struggle. Uh, whereas we all know that the Packers had a really rough week one. Uh, their team even struggled against the Lions. Um, so, I mean, we know that, you know, against a very solid defense, the Saints are going to struggle. And I think it's going to happen again. And so that's that's my argument for it. I, I can see the Patriots winning this um, b- purely based on, on defense, unless Mac Jones just finally decides to have a game uh, where he throws three touchdowns and, and, you know, 300, 400 yards. Well, 300 yards. Yeah. So, I, so for this week, though, Damian Harris is listed as questionable, um, and he is leading both categories for rushing and receiving yards. Um, so it's it's just, and you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things. I think that might potentially hinder the Patriots a little bit this week uh, if he ends up not being able to play. Um, Damian Harris. Yeah, Damian Harris. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's kind of one of those pieces, uh, you know, uh, I'm sorry, uh, not Damian Harris, uh, James White. No, I think, uh, sorry, Deontay Harris is not a, uh, a running back. Is he? He's a slot receiver, isn't he? Deontay Harris. He's not on the Patriots. No, New Orleans. Oh, 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 I was totally thinking on Patriots now that you, cause you said, I I got a little mixed up in there. I'm not going to lie. Um, It's been a long, it's been a long day. Deontay Harris is playing. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's one of those Um, things I I thought Deontay Harris uh, went in once or twice. uh, Okay. As a running back, but I could have been wrong. And I think he, I thought he had quite a bit of rushing. I could be wrong though. Um, I mean, the saints are just struggling. I mean, we saw, you know, we saw a receiver like Marquez Callaway go off for two touchdowns and a bunch of yards. Um, in the preseason, yes, I know it's preseason. You know, nobody get on me and you know kill me, but it's just one of those things where you see somebody go off like that and then they hardly do anything. I really just think that the Saints are going to struggle exactly like we thought they would. Um, I'm not afraid to to stick to my guns on that. Uh, they're going to keep struggling, and you know, sadly, they need Michael Thomas. They need a full Alvin Kamara, whatever's going on with him, and they need more targets. You can't just have one guy to throw to or else you're going to struggle. And that's exactly what happened with the Bills last year. It's really hard to win when you have one star receiver and that's it. Um, you know, that's why that's why Patrick Mahomes does so well is because he has Kelsey and he has Tyreek, you know, and it's very easy to make it happen when you have two guys because now you don't know who to block. Um, so yep. it's, it's going to be a struggle for the Saints. Um, Mac Jones should have a good game. Um, I don't think the Saints have a solid, solid defense. I think also one of their guys is out um, as well on defense. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this week I for the Patriots. Saints, uh, wait, uh, yeah, for the Saints, Marshawn Lattimore is questionable this week. Um, yeah. And then their safety, Gardner Johnson, is questionable as well. Um, so could be interesting there. Uh, they also have a cornerback in a defensive end also on that questionable list. So, yeah. You know, they, they seem to be a little beat up. Uh, I don't know if you saw in the news this week, not that it materially affects the team too much, but uh, they were pressure washing the roof of the New Orleans Superdome and the pressure oh, yeah. washer caught I saw on that fire. Was a fire. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy using it was injured. So speedy recovery to him for minor burns. Um, but yeah, I saw that this week. That was uh, kind of interesting. But they're playing in Foxborough. That's uh, already going to be tough enough playing New England. You know, even if you were playing them at home, but to, to have to go into to Foxborough and play against those mass holes as they're 
so belovedly called. Uh, that'll be <laughs> rough. But uh, I got to tell you, the next game uh, that we talk about before we go to a break, uh, this one is going to be very interesting, in my opinion, uh, because I think, uh, I mean, I do think the Giants will come away with a win on this one. Uh, really? but it's, it's, I do. Yeah. I, I got to give it to the giants. Um, okay. Mostly because, uh, Daniel Jones, you know, he's thrown for 500 yards and two touchdowns. Hasn't thrown an interception yet. Knock on wood. If you're a giants fan, yeah. you know, Matt Ryan, uh, close to almost 500 yards, but he's got two touchdowns and three interceptions. Uh, you know, you want to see, Mike Davis, uh, you know, be able to get some more yards. Um, you know, he's got a decent workload so far. Um, but I mean, you know, his, his workhorse right now is Calvin Ridley. Um, you know, that's, that seems to be who he's, you know, he's really trying to get, you know, work the ball to, uh, you know, you also mentioned, uh, Kyle Pitts, you know, he should be able to see some extra touches come in. Um, but the, the thing for me is just with the giants, um, I mean, Daniel Jones, uh, you know, he's got Sterling Shepard. If they're able to get um, uh, Saquon Barkley the ball a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you know, there's there's just some pieces there that I think the Giants have a little bit more figured out right now. Um, yeah, I, I think... So the Giants kind of started figuring it out against Washington last week. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Daniel Jones looked really good. He looked solid. Um and, you know, it's just one of those things of like, you know, they just had a very tough, sad loss, you know. Uh, but the the Falcons, man, they looked rough last week. Uh, I know it's the Buccaneers, but dang. Uh, Matt Ryan threw two pick sixes, uh, which is huge. So if Matt Ryan can avoid those Giants cornerbacks and safeties, um, you know, that are pretty good and not throw those picks, I mean, they could stay a lot closer than that game. Um, but the Giants have shown that they can score and they can keep it close uh, if necessary. So this will be a very interesting game. Uh, not that I care about either team, but it'll be interesting to see if Saquon finally looks 100%. If he finally goes back to being Saquon, um, we'll finally hopefully get to see Kyle Pitts go off, um, you know, maybe have a good week. But man, uh, it'll be an interesting game. It might end up like Washington and, and Giants last week. Uh, but these are two teams, I think, that are both 0-2. I'm like 90% sure. Yeah, they're both 0-2. So, so you know, my we'll only start for both teams, but finally one's going to come ahead with, with a win. <laughs> so so I, I do I do think it's going to be the Giants who get the win. Uh, Kenny Galladay hasn't necessarily just seen, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't really done too much, um, which is actually why I ended up picking up Sterling Shepard. Um, but yep. then the cuff to that could be that if Kenny Galladay just still isn't performing even against this team, uh, if you have Darius Slayton, who is also uh, practices out of the left side, uh, you know, that could be another you know piece there. Uh, Evan Ingram, uh, you know, is one of their tight ends. He'll see some extra touches. Uh, so it's just kind of one of those pieces that I think uh, Saquon, I don't necessarily know that I trust him to be a week one starter uh, as your RB1 or even RB2. Um, it, you know, if you feel comfortable enough and maybe throw him in your flex, if you think he, he can go off this week, uh, particularly against that, uh, that Falcon defense. Um, but it just in my mind, uh, I got to give it to, uh, I got to give it to the giants this week. Um, you know, they are playing, you know, uh, up in, uh, well, they're in New Jersey is where the stadium, but it's the yeah, home game I mean, for New sure. York. Yeah. So, so the home game in New York, um, 
you know, they did play a close game to Washington, and Washington is, you know, pretty good defensively. Uh, Denver. Yeah, I would say Washington's a better team all around, better than the Falcons. So, yeah. And, you know, they played them a good game. Um, didn't too, do too good against uh, Denver. Um, so, you know, it 27 to 13, but I think uh, Denver is just kind of one of those teams uh, right now, particularly that, you know, uh, if Jerry Judy's healthy, he's, you know, he's going to score. If you got Cortland Sutton and Noah, I mean, they just, they have uh, some weapons yeah. there to be able to score when they want to. So mm-hmm. that does make it harder for the Giants. Um, I do think the Giants' biggest struggle right now, honestly, is their defense, but offensively, they're in a position to, if their defense could just show up enough just to slow down Atlanta um, or even, you know, make Matt Ryan think, oh, I don't want to throw more interceptions, then I think this could be a good week, um, you know, for the Giants offense to just be able to go out and just try to outscore the other team, um, which could get them, you know, their first one of the season. But I I do, I got to give it to New York. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm hesitant to pick New York um, just because, I don't want to be wrong about picking the wrong team. You know, I like always being right. Uh, but I, I'm going to pick New York for this week. Uh, so we'll see how that one goes. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, New York. yeah, so we got to take a break. Uh, please stay with us. We'll be right back after a short message. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're with. Uh, thanks for sticking with us to the break. Uh, I almost brought us in like it was like a whole new episode. Um, but all right. So we're back from the break. Uh, we just talked about Atlanta, New York. We've got the next game, Bengals and the Steelers. This is another interesting game. Uh, it, you know, the beginning of, of this episode was going to go a lot uh, quicker. Uh, it seemed like a lot more of those games were, you know, very simple to talk about. Not going to be much to really discuss. Uh, they seem pretty clear cut and dry. Um, but these these other games on Sunday seem much more difficult to look at. Um Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. I mean, you've got Joe Burrow coming off of a loss, obviously. Um, but I mean, he's playing really well. It seems like he's found his rhythm. Um, you know, obviously it can always be refined. And Big Ben is struggling ever since that win in Buffalo. I mean, he hasn't been doing anything spectacular. Um, Najee is still struggling to run the ball well. Um, I mean, I think the Bengals have got it figured out a little bit more, um, which sounds kind of crazy, but I think the only thing that would save the Steelers is, is their defense. Um, so this is so. an interesting week on the injury report for both teams. Uh, Cause obviously last week, Joe Mixon, he gets shut down. Um, and arguably I want to say Pittsburgh has a better defense than, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, what maybe Joe Mixon has available to offer. However, the Bengals also have T or the, which leads me to the Bengals T Higgins is considered questionable. He didn't practice. They didn't release why. So we don't know if it's an injury or if it was something personal going on. Uh, but that could be, a, that could be a huge loss to Joe Burrow because we know uh, T Higgins has been kind of a, you know, one of the more favorite target. I mean, Jamar chase is obviously probably his favorite. We saw him go off. Um, but T Higgins is, is kind of, you know, has been reliable for him to get some of those first downs. Uh, and, you know, to keep the drives alive. So that's interesting. But then on the Steelers side of it, you have a uh, questionable TJ Watt, a questionable Ben Roethlisberger, and a questionable uh, Deontay Johnson. Um, those are all interesting. And Alex Highsmith is also questionable. So, you know, Pittsburgh might, you know, potentially be without some of the guys that you definitely want playing. 
um, yeah. in this week's game. I still yeah. give it to Pittsburgh it, just because these are questionable. They're not, you know, it's not out. Um, so it's just kind of one of those things. I I I think Pittsburgh is they're and they're playing at home in Pittsburgh too, which is you know home field advantage. Um, so I think Pittsburgh's going to come out with this one. Um, as much as I'd love, you know, because you know personally I have Joe Mixon uh, and I have T Higgins, and I know you have Jamar Chase. So um, personally, you know, I'd, I'd like to see the Bengals win, but if we're talking realistically, I, I think you give it to the Steelers. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Uh, I definitely think the Bengals are going to win this one uh, just with just with uh, everything that's been struggling with Big Ben. I I've got to say Joe Burrow is going to pull this one out. Uh, I know they struggled a little bit last week, but it was nowhere near um, what you know, what Big Ben, you know, he's just been struggling. It just looks like he's off. Um, their wide receivers are not doing well. Uh, you can especially see that fantasy wise. I know most people are dropping uh chase claypool and even juju which really stinks um so you know it's just one of those things that you know i i'm gonna say the Bengals. i think they've got the better squad of wide receivers around joe burrow and joe mixon is a better proven running back uh so far against Najee harris so I'm going to go Bengals. I think that they'll just be able to score just a little bit more than the than the Steelers. And uh, timing-wise, it's going to really hurt them if Najee can't take clock off, but Mixon can. So Yeah, I think the, the thing that makes it most nervous for me is we, we saw the Bengals lose to the Bears, and the Steelers have an arguably better defense than the Bears. Of course, like I just mentioned, there are some players out for, or potentially players out for the Steelers. Uh, so that's where my hesitation comes in. Um, that's, that's my biggest piece right there is, um, you know, you won against the Vikings, but then you lose against the bears. That's where my concern comes in is that, um, while the bears do have a, you know, a pretty good defense, we know the Steelers always have a good defense. And so that's where, that's where my, my biggest concern will come in for that. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll, this will be an interesting game. Uh, definitely one to watch for sure. Uh, if you, if you get the chance to watch it, um, instead of, instead of watching, uh something like let's see what was the team that we said we probably wouldn't want to watch oh that was on thursday um yeah i don't know if you get the chance to watch it i'd watch it i think it'll be a very interesting game uh nonetheless uh, a lot of fantasy guys that could really go go off so yeah i it'll be a very interesting game for sure uh so what do you think about this arizona jacksonville game this might be a very quick discussion obviously it's gonna be a runaway it, I'm sorry. Yeah. It'll it'll be a runaway. Uh, yeah, my real Jackson, question was not not you know will it be close, but how badly will it be a runaway? You know, do you oh, think it'll, Trevor Lawrence it'll be will bad. be pick city like Zach Wilson was last week? Uh, do you think you know it's going to be Arizona just all over the field and you know Trevor Lawrence will go three and outs every time? Well, my I, problem you know, I'm is just curious to hear what you think. My my problem is Trevor Lawrence is throwing way too many picks. Um, oh, yeah. And then the other issue here is, is that also Jacksonville's defense is very hammered right now on the injury report. Uh, Jordan Smith, uh, their defensive end questionable. Their tight end is now on the IR. Uh, their center is questionable. Another one of their defensive ends, uh, Robertson Harris, is questionable. Their defensive tackle, Jay uh, Tafula, uh, he is uh, he is also questionable. Um, which is is all key pieces that you you want as many of these guys in as possible defensively against a strong Cardinals offense because Kyler Murray 
Uh, even though he's thrown three, you know, three picks, uh, he does have seven touchdowns and he is really good in uh, the rushing department, um, which not necessarily just even for picking up yards because he's good for that too, but mm -hmm. for being able to scramble to open players up really quickly as well, that, that be, you know, it comes a, a key concern. Chase Edmonds, um, you know, he can also take control. He can get some yards there. Uh, and then you've got DeAndre Hopkins, who a little slow production-wise last week. Uh, and, you know, uh, Rondale Moore, who, you know, picked up, uh, you know, extra yards on a touchdown last week. Uh, so it's just one of those things. I think this is going to be a complete smoke show. Uh, I don't, you know, Jacksonville is just completely depleted. Um, you know, even if they are at home, I don't have the confidence in Lauren, uh, Lawrence. Um, you know, James Robinson, he's done okay, but he has, you know, he's going to have a tough time against a strong, uh, Cardinals defense, uh, you know, and even, uh, Marvin Jones Jr. You know, he has got two touchdowns. He's, you know, he's got some decent yards on him. Um, you know, you know, they're going to try to shut him down. So I just, I think this is going to be a complete runaway for Arizona. I think they're going to go to three and O, um, and, uh, yeah. you know, Deandre Hopkins, sure. Again, questionable, but just the fact of Kyler Murray, Chase Edmonds and Rondale Moore and even some of the other guys who will, you know, might potentially see more touches if Hopkins doesn't play. I still think they're able to, you know, run away with this one with no problem. Yeah, I mean, it's this is going to be an absolute blowout. I mean, Jacksonville's had definite line problems, which has forced Trevor Lawrence to throw bad throws, you know, badly timed, you know, not ready for him kind of throws. And uh, those have led to interceptions. And with with the kind of game that the Cardinals were able to have against the Vikings, and uh oh my gosh i'm drawing a huge blank who they played the first week and oh titans after you know after two major wins like that i mean oh my gosh uh their defense is really doing a lot of work um and so i don't see jacksonville doing anything at all awesome uh it's going to be a very sad game for trevor lawrence he's going to look like zach wilson did against the patriots last week um you know, but that, you know, that's kind of your welcome package to the NFL. You get to play against really good guys and really good teams. And sadly, it's, you know, it's it's Trevor Lawrence's turn to take a big, you know, a big it's team just, up and just take a fat L. So, yeah, I mean, and we're talking about defensively, J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, Jordan Hicks. I mean, they're probably going to punish him. I mean, geez. yeah, exactly. They're, they're probably going to come in and punish him. He's going to he's going to pick up some more pickses, uh, pick sixes, I think. Uh, and then, I, like I said, I offensively, be surprised if he at least throws three interceptions. Yeah, and then, so. like I said, uh, even if DeAndre Hopkins it does end up being out, the fact that you still have AJ Green, Chase Edmonds, and Christian Kirk and Rondale Moore—I mean, it's just—it's a recipe for disaster for him this week. I, I, I almost don't want to watch it because I'm just like, ah, I know it's going to be a runaway, but I also do because I'm just like, I want to see, see how bad <laughs> i want to see this train <laughs> yeah. wreck this week so if, uh, if i get the chance with my red zone pass i'm definitely going to watch this game <laughs> like i i just want to see how badly it will be uh because i did not get to see how bad it was you know live with with zach wilson and i want to see it badly with trevor lawrence because i don't like him very much i think he's very overrated um you know welcome to the nfl buddy you've got two losses in regular season you're going to keep getting them all season so yeah you know sucks and, but it's a hard it's a hard team to play and and you got to play them so good luck and i think this uh this next game i think your boy's gonna struggle um you know he's yes. got to go up against denver um you know a, a two-win denver they beat the giants they beat the jags um you know it's one of these things you know and they're playing in denver you know mile high uh you know 
So it's just, uh, I think this is this is also maybe just not going to be Zach Wilson's week. Uh, I mean, I interestingly, that. Zach Wilson, five interceptions. I think he could have helped that. I think he just, I think he got nervous. Teddy Bridgewater, though, you know, four touchdowns, no interceptions yet, uh, almost 600 yards. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I got to give it to the Broncos here. Uh, Zach yeah, Wilson's I mean, going to have to man. slow his play down and not not get too nervous about, you know, Yep. He's got to forget. He's got to forget last week. Work on that. Um, I think. I think what's interesting is the Broncos really got super lucky with having the easiest first three weeks you could possibly ever ask for. Um, they really did get blessed with having a super easy week or easy three weeks. Um, I'm very interested to see them play a real team. Well, um, after this week, their next three games are going to be rough, yes, rough, yes. rough games. And it's not like they're yeah. the latter end of their season gets any easier because. Week oh no! Four, I, I just think it's funny that they they get to start so good looking, and so I think it's good for Teddy Bridgewater. It's a good little walk into the you know into his starting position now, but you know can he keep that and can they really keep it figured out for when they got to play these real opponents? Um, that is my question. So obviously the Jets, I don't think they'll be able to sadly stop uh, the Denver Broncos, and I and you know I think Denver's going to walk away with this game, but you know. I Denver, think Denver's going to pick up a lot of losses. They're about to yeah, pick up a I, ton. Yeah, I think they will. Yeah. Um, sadly, I just don't think, you know, especially missing Jerry Judy, um, missing a huge guy like that is going to be major. I think but, he's back now, isn't he? No, he's still on IR. Is he on the IR still? Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. He's going to be there till like week six or seven, I think. So it's it's just tough to not have, you know, number one, number two wide receiver because, again, you run into problems of, Oh shoot! Well, I don't have, you know, I don't have another guy to possibly throw to besides Noah Fant. Therefore, teams know who to double team every time. So um, we'll, well see how the Broncos do, but they will they will walk away with this game uh, in New York. So they do still have Cortland or Sutton as well. Um, if if he's yes. he's now he is quite he's listed as questionable as well, um, but I think he's yeah, one of those I guys. Mean, most guys in the league are always listed as questionable from week to week, and it's super annoying because they're actually not. But I yeah, it's just it. it's one care. of those pieces I'm saying though that if if yeah. Portland Sutton was out, then yes, Noah Fant kind of becomes the only person for him to really throw to. Um, yes, but I will say though, I mean, they so the Broncos, uh, for those of you who don't know their schedule, week four, they got to go up against the Ravens, then the Steelers, the Raiders, the Browns, Washington, Cowboys. Uh, I mean, they're and then the, the back half of their season includes uh, the Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, and Bengals again, and the Chiefs a, a second time. I mean, it's just uh, it's kind of a recipe for disaster for them, where it looks like a good starting season, and then all of a sudden, I think you're just going to see it kind of a breakdown. Of course, if they get mm-hmm. Jerry Judy back, like you mentioned, uh, you know, after you know week four and five, uh, you know, somewhere in there, and he comes back week six, it'll obviously help the back end of their season, but. Yes. Uh, I mean that's that's a rough one. Um and and this <laughs> next game. Um this this is I think this is going to be similar to the Arizona Jacksonville situation honestly. Yeah, um yeah, it's it's it won't be that bad I don't think. Um but yeah, it's not going to be pretty for the Jets. I definitely think Zach Wilson will have trained no, no, all no. week to not I was saying throw the oh. the next game. Oh, 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 sorry. Yeah, um, but yeah, Zach Wilson's gonna fix those interception problems of just hucking the ball a little too hard, you know, going a little too crazy. Um, but yeah, on to the next one, Miami Raiders. Boy, this is gonna be an absolute blowout. 
I don't even know who Miami's backup is. Um, Tua is out. He's got fractured ribs or just messed up. Messed up. What? What? No, it's fractured. Uh, you told fractured. me about it. I can't remember. Yeah, it's, okay. it's fractured. So yeah, fractured ribs. Two was out the whole game. I mean, what a rough, rough, you know, freaking. Well, way so their 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 backup is actually somebody that I believe in preseason. You said you you liked. That was the Raiders guy, Nathan Peterman, who shined out. Okay, I have no idea who. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, he struggled last week too. Um, I like Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Um, but oh. sadly, you know, he's not going to figure it out against the Raiders. Uh, their defense is looking pretty good. Um, and if the Raiders are, you know, left open to be grabbed in your fantasy league, and you're struggling between should I play the Colts or the Buccaneers? Um, I would go pick up the Raiders for the week and uh, just go take an easy, you know at least 10 points for defense and they're, they're playing um, really, in las vegas too that that doesn't make yeah, it any easier I, it's not going to be a good game for teddy bridgewater or teddy bridgewater sorry um jacoby Brissett. it's not going to be good for him sorry dude but good luck um raiders got this easy money another cardinals game you know it's just going to be a sad game um i don't know how long two is out uh if you know uh, you should tell us but man it won't be good for miami if they don't if they do not uh, get him back quickly, yeah, uh, there's not much else to say there. Like, like I said, I think uh, I think the Raiders will take this, which uh, doesn't help my situation with that kind of the, you know we have a gentleman's bet riding on the fact that uh, yep. whether or not the the Raiders will start off four and zero or not. And I do think that uh, obviously, like I said, Raiders get the win this week. Uh, however, I don't think they get the win next week necessarily against the Chargers. I think that will be a tough one. They're playing in Los Angeles. Um, I think that, you know, Chargers, you know, sure, one and one. Um, but I I think uh I think they they will potentially uh beat Las Vegas. Um, but never know. Um and then this next one, this is man, I gotta be tough or honest. This is uh I think this one's kind of a toss up for me, honestly. Okay. So, yeah, Tampa Bay versus Los Angeles, the Rams versus the Bucks, uh, Matthew Stafford versus Tom Brady. I mean, I like Matthew Stafford. Um, I think he got screwed over in Detroit. I'm going to say it every week. But I sadly do think that this will be the Rams' first L. Uh, I, I've got oh, the Bucks winning this one. I've got, um, I've got the Rams winning this one. That's fine. Um, I, I just think that Tampa Bay is going to be looking for Cooper Cup to be getting those those plays that they've gotten that are just you know wide open um you know defenses that just have not been playing well against the rams whether the rams have been concealing it or the defenses just kind of fell apart but i don't think that uh cooper cup's going to be left open like he was against those other teams see, and that's why i've got his cuff like that. yeah that's why that's why that's why i have the cuff and uh robert woods <laughs> uh there i mean there's a very specific reason um the other thing that i think factors this is uh Jason Pierre Paul, one of their, you know, one of their better linebackers is questionable, but Antonio Brown is out. Um well he's know. questionable for right now because he's on the COVID list. I so. I thought they I thought they uh it was a he tested positive six hours ago. So I thought uh yes. I I thought that meant he wasn't possible. At he's this gotta point. get I I have to look I don't I still don't really understand the COVID rules for vaccinated and unvaxxed players, but everybody's supposed to be vaxxed on the Buccaneers. 
So therefore, as long as Antonio Brown, from what I understand, gets two negatives in 48 hours uh, or 24 hours or something like that, then he can play. Um, so I think as long as he tests negative by Friday or Saturday and can get another test Saturday or Sunday, then he can play. Okay. Um, but That'll we'll see. I mean, if even if they don't have Antonio Brown, he didn't really do anything. No, he he uh, does week. But I think it's so, one of those similar situations for the where we just kind of talked about the cuff there for Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. I would say that's also becomes kind of a factor, uh, you know, with Tampa Bay going against the the Rams defense as well. I think that's one of those pieces where you you want to have as many guys on the field that can open up space for you know who aren't being double teamed. You know, whatever whatever is going on out there. I think that it's kind of a similar situation. They are playing, uh, you know, in Los Angeles, um, up in Inglewood. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's just, I, I think it, it goes to the Rams uh, and I understand why you think it's, it's Tampa Bay. I mean, uh, you know, they're, you know, nine, uh, nine touchdowns for Tom Brady with two interceptions versus five touchdowns and one interception for Stafford. But, uh, I, I think it's kind of his revenge tour. I, I kind of want to believe, um, you know. I think it's also going to be rough that uh, if Daryl Henderson Jr. doesn't play, um, that could be that could be another piece that uh, that really kind of hurts them. Yep. No, there's you know if Daryl Henderson doesn't play, the Rams are going to struggle because they won't be able to eat the clock like they're going to want to. Um, but again, if Antonio Brown doesn't play, um, he's got Evans, he's got Godwin, he's got Gronkowski, who has been going off. Um, you know, it's just it's just a different kind of situation. You know. Um, I think that the Buccaneers have got it more figured out. They've got more players and less questionable, less hurt, whatever. Whereas, especially if the Rams don't have Henderson, they're going to have a hard game. Um, so for that reason, I'm picking the Bucks. I'm going strong uh, with the GOAT, you know. But uh, I I definitely am not going to be playing uh, the Buccaneers defense uh, this week. No way. It's going to be a good game. There will probably be a lot of yards unless they can just figure out how to shut down Matthew Stafford. But no way am I going to play the Buccaneers defense against the Rams, nor would I want to play the Rams versus the Bucks. It's not going to be good. Pick somebody else to play. Uh, but I got the Bucks. You've got the Rams. We will see. It'll be very interesting. Yeah, and th- this next one, I know, uh, you know, people have been talking about the next game, Seahawks uh, in yes. Minnesota. But uh, to yes. be honest, I, I. I think Seattle wins this one, honestly, and they, they all say it'll be, you know, kind of a close game. Um, but my biggest problem here, I think, is just uh, Minnesota, just they don't have momentum coming into this whatsoever. You know, they are 0-2. Um, I will say Minnesota had that great game last week where they just got very unlucky at the end. Yeah, I um, mean, and and Minnesota has the pieces, I think, to make it work, but yes. I, it ju- I don't know. It's just... There's something I, I feel like they're kind of spotty and uh, going up against Pete Carroll, uh, a strong Russell Wilson. I mean, not that Kirk Cousins hasn't hasn't been strong. They have nearly identical stats, um, but it's just it's one of those pieces that I just I, I feel like Seattle comes away with this one this week. And, uh, you know, I, I would like to see Minnesota do well. I mean, K.J. Osborne has looked strong uh dalvin cook you know he definitely has some points on him but he not not to say that you know it hasn't been uh you know hard earned there um but it's just yeah i uh 
I don't know. I think Minnesota is really going to have to spread it around. Um, I think uh, Justin Jefferson's going to have to get some extra touches going on. I think Adam Thielen and needs Thielen, to yeah. show out. Yeah, I think he needs to come out and, you know, kind of put some work in there. Um, and their tight end, uh, Conklin, I think he could he could use some extra touches. But right now, I mean, I think uh, I think KJ Osborne's kind of leading the pack there for them. Um, and so it's just you'd, you'd like to see a bit more consistency. I feel like, like you said, last week they yep. did look, uh, you know, a bit better I against the Cardinals. The first week. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, again, we did talk about Bengals are kind of, you know, they have their, you know, their, their ish together. Um, and we definitely know the Cardinals have their ish together. Um, but I, I don't know. There's just something about the Seahawks that you can never really count them out just because Russell no, Wilson and Pete Carroll, I mean, um, when, when the team is vibing and things are going on they're they're a strong team, uh, and it's early in the season too, but I mean, they are playing in Minnesota. So that does yeah, lend some I mean, factor. I, so we have to talk about this game for, for like probably 30 minutes. Um, just cause Hayden got so mad that we didn't talk about the Seahawks game last time. I'm just kidding. We're not talking about it that long, but you know, it's going to be a very interesting game. The, the NFC is like oddly weird this year. Because like all their power teams, like the Titans, the te- uh, the Vikings, the Packers, the Seahawks, you know these teams that we see normally just do well and be playoff teams, they're not. Like they're just struggling for whatever reason. Like granted, they've had some tough games to start, but it's been so wild, like so wild. And so you know, the Seahawks. I feel like the Seahawks and, and the Vikings. They're gonna have the Vikings are gonna get another really really close game this week. Um, I don't think it'll be a blowout either way. I don't think it'll be, you know, I think it's going to be a crazy touchdown that just, you know, seals the deal uh, for one of them, which will probably be Seattle. But if, if Minnesota wins, it's by a field goal. Um, it's going to be a very, very good game to watch. Um, arguably, Minnesota has the better run uh, team, but then Seattle's obviously got the better, the better uh, in air team. And so, It'll be very interesting. Uh, it'll be a very enjoyable game to watch. But man, I I can't. I don't want to pick a, a winner because I don't know what to do. I know Hayden wants me to pick Seattle. Um, so let me tell you this: man, I do think one. it'll be Seattle. I think it's going to be a field goal. Um, it's. I think this is going to be. Um, you've said it for other games, but I think this is the game of the week where clock management 100% comes into it. Yes. Where yes, it's going to come down to you know. Uh, keeping up runs. on touchdown, I think. Well, I yep. think what it comes down to is, you know, staying up in touchdowns with the other team and being able to answer it, not allowing anything, you know, unanswered touchdowns if you do take a lead, um, you know. Uh, and then I think it's going to come down to who can clock manage, march it down the field, get in field goal range, and then just be able to burn out the time until you can get a field goal to win it. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that will be Seattle. Um, not that not that Minnesota can't come out and do this. Um, but I think when you're an O and two Minnesota, that becomes a factor. And then when you're the Seahawks, um, you know, and you just took a, a kind of a rough loss to the Titans, I think that kind of fuels you to want to come in, uh, get another win in, get your second win in. Um, and I mean, you know, Minnesota, sure, you're O and two. You just lost by one point to the Cardinals, so of course you want to come in. You want to, you know, you want to get your first win of the season. Uh, but I think it's easier to carry the momentum with a singular win than it is to come in with zero and two uh not that the yes, vikings won't be true. hungry to get it i just i i think uh and of course as long as Pete carroll doesn't you know make some weird call uh you know that ends up you know not you know 
not getting it for them, uh, then I, I I do think Seattle comes away two and one from this week. Yeah, I I'm gonna pick Seattle, um, but again, I will not be surprised if Minnesota just gets that field goal and fixes their problem from last week and gets it last second. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna say Seattle unless the Vikings can surprise them and give them some defensive reads and really just lock down Lockett and uh, DK and make them throw to other guys, uh, which will be sad for me because I've got them fantasy-wise. Um, but, you know, it's very possible. So, I mean, I'm, a, I'm going Seattle, um, but it's going to be a close game. Sorry, Hayden. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, Packers in San Francisco. Uh, without discussing anything first, who do you think is going to win this? Just, just, just Packers. blind. You Packers. think the Packers really? Yes. I. Well, who I, do you think? I think it's going to be I'm the 49ers. Yeah, they're playing yeah. at home. Uh, you know, for 49ers are. We've seen Aaron Rodgers. You know, they they struggled against uh, the Saints, and I think 49ers are in a better position there. Uh, yes, you know they beat. You know. Packers beat the Lions, which I, you know, I think is great. Uh, but you know, San Francisco has beat the Lions too, and they beat the Eagles, yeah. who Jalen Hurts has looked strong. Um, so that's that's just where I'm at as far as the 49ers go. Um, looking into this, and I know they've got some running back trouble, which will definitely make things tougher against Green Bay. Um, and uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers did throw two interceptions. We did see Jordan Love come out. Um, and of course, you know, last week, obviously, uh, uh, Aaron Jones, you know, absolutely, uh, you know, he went off, but, um, yep. Yeah. I, yeah. man, if they can shut down Aaron Jones, um, I think the 49ers could really win it. Uh, Fred Warner though, has got to be on his game. Not that I don't, you know, I think he's a great linebacker and everything. Um, but man, he's going to have to really be on one to stop Aaron Jones after that huge game he just had. Um, but yeah, if Aaron Jones can be stopped um, and they can keep Aaron, you know, Aaron Rodgers to, you know, to what he did last week, definite win for uh, the 49ers there. Because um, I, I definitely think Jimmy G has got it figured out. Yes, he's on a short leash, but I know he does not want Trey Lance to take his job. So I think he's going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Um, I know they've got some running back room problems, but Jimmy G's a good thrower. Um, so really, again, this will be it'll be an interesting game for sure. So we're going to have two very good uh, games back to back. Yeah, and I think you know, Seattle and then Green Bay. But man, the, the big threat here, I think, is obviously, you know, George Kittle, uh, you know, he he can come out yes. and he can do some amazing things, but Debo Samuel, I think has really kind of come out and, you know, I mean, not that anybody didn't expect him to, but he, you know, he's, he's shined very well, uh, for Jimmy G, you know, uh, 282 receiving yards so far, which is half of, uh, Jimmy G's passing yards almost. Um, well, actually it's over half. Um, so it's, it's one of those pieces. And then when you factor in, uh, if Muhammad Sanu can come in, you know, hasn't performed well so far. He's only had two targets um, for the season. And Brandon Ayuk, um, who also hasn't really performed, who could be a total sleeper if if he if he's able to show out um, on, you know, he's had two targets as well. Um, that could be one of those things where if they if it kind of all comes together and clicks, um, I think that could cause a problem for the Packers. 
uh and again you know they yeah. are they're not they're not playing up in green bay which is i think another help and that'll uh, help huge yeah yeah so it's just uh that's that's where i'm at with it um if we if we'd been saying this last year um you know for a strong packers and we we didn't see you know the the packers lose week one uh this year you know i i'd, I'd say it's a different story but i don't know that's just a two a two and oh san francisco who's looking fairly strong even with their issues that uh i don't know yeah yeah no it's i think the big thing for for uh uh for the 49ers is going to be getting brandon Ayuk to play the game uh he has not been playing as well as he should be um the coach has even mentioned that and said like look if he wants to be like our number one guy he's got to shine out better than he's been doing um and so because of that if Brandon Ayuk can get in there, if Kittle can play and be like Waller was for the Raiders uh, week one, uh, if Debo Samuel can keep up with how he's doing, then they don't need a run game. They're not going to need it. They'll just be able to score. Um, and their defense has to really step up. So as long as they can keep their defense going and they can just keep on going with this, with what they've got, then they, you know, they will win. But going off of you know how confident Aaron Rodgers seems I'm gonna have to give it to the Packers and you know we'll see I mean I'd be I'd be fine if I'm if I'm wrong sorry Nate but I'm gonna be I I would be happy if if the Packers lost and the 49ers won it I want the NFC West to be super hard the Seahawks to get out of it because that's how I predicted them to be yeah I mean I I I can definitely understand both sides uh now this next game uh i think we're gonna have opposite opinions on this one <sighs> okay before we talk i want to hear who you think i gotta give it to the cowboys i was gonna also say the cowboys really I i'm not gonna give it yeah no i'm not gonna give it to the eagles not after last week's play um uh, i don't no know way. i i i thought i thought that you uh you possibly might i mean they are playing at home for the cowboys so uh some things going on there but just uh uh, you know, Dallas did manage to just scoot by, you know, more. I mean, not that they didn't put in the work, but that, you know, you, you scoot by there for uh, against uh, the Chargers, um, you know, and, and that's uh, it's, it's it's a good, you know, it's a good look for them to to say that they beat the Chargers. But um, yes. I mean, when you just look at the Philly, you know, Cowboy history, I mean, it's 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 a rough, you know, it's 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 a rough thing. Uh, if you're a Cowboys fan, you hate the Eagles an eagles fan you absolutely hate the cowboys um and two i mean uh i mean sorry not to uh hurts looks uh you know he looks good he does look good uh but he definitely struggled last week against the 49ers for whatever reason and so um if if he can come off of that and fix his mistakes uh then definitely i i would be fine giving it giving it to the eagles but so far i've just seen the cowboys play a whole lot better than you know than i expected them to and you know sadly i'm gonna have to give the game to uh the cowboys even though i love seeing them lose because who wouldn't love to see america's team lose over and over and over again well um yeah, so while i'm not I, a I cowboys fan uh i mean the the only thing that that makes me nervous here right is that jalen hurts um you know, he has almost 500 yards with three touchdowns. And then you look yes. at Dak Prescott, who is 640 yards with three touchdowns, but on the flip side, two interceptions, um, yes. which I think, you know, it becomes questionable. But then I just don't think the, the 
the the uh, Eagles have the kind of defense to make those kind of interceptions happen, though. So really capitalizing on them is not going to. Well, see, that's that's also the flip side, too, is that uh, Zach Ertz is out for this week. Uh, so it's one less offensive piece for them. And then when you factor the Cowboys offense, where, like we just said, uh, you know, Pollard could come out, you know, he can he can make those, uh, you know, those speedy runs those explosive uh, plays, yeah. or if you need Zeke to come in and you need him to bang some heads, you know, to grind out some yards, it's there. But then also, like you said, defensively for the Eagles, uh, how do you stop CD lamb and Amari Cooper? You know, you pick one or the I other, mean, it's just good that they either one Gallup. Yeah. Well, when Gallup comes back, you know, it'll definitely also be a factor there. Um, yes, I'm just saying for the Eagles, it, is it gives good. them a yeah. better chance because it does take away that extra guy. Yeah, um, but it, it, it's going to be hard enough to, to stop, you know, between uh, C.D. Yeah, Lamb and, and uh, Amari Cooper. But, you know, like I said, they've also got two good tight ends and Blake Jarwin and Dustin Schultz. Um, so I think it's one of those pieces where I think this week Cowboys, uh, Cowboys do take it away. Um, yep. But, you know, like like I said, though, uh, the history between these two teams is interesting. So, I mean, uh, Eagles could just show up and, and just say, hey, make it not a very today. interesting game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, uh, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, I'm very interested for this week. So, yeah, it's going to be a good week. Uh, man, yeah, I. A lot of blowout games going to be some close ones and close ones with important teams too, not like Washington and giants, but very important teams that could definitely send them in a spiral of, of L's if they, if they don't fix it. So yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. Uh, and I, I got to ask you one more thing. Um, as far as like our fantasy league goes, obviously people don't have, have access to it. Uh, but who are you most surprised to see on our waivers right now? nobody everybody good just got grabbed <laughs> um yeah i mean there's definitely some guys on there that you'd think you know would be on a roster but they're not showing up um michael pittman zach pascal uh you dropped chase claypool people no, are getting dropped I, uh, because they are not I being consistent claypool. and that is okay i, I traded oh, okay. claypool i thought you dropped him sorry Mm-mm, no um, I, I didn't check but yeah i just the the people who are playing and actually getting points and being consistent they're on a roster and a lot of guys who people thought would be on are are not and so that's just what happens when you're sucking it up and so um i'm not going to be grabbing those guys so. so interestingly the two people from our league that i was surprised and i'm sure since some of the guys in here will listen because they're going to want to make pickups and stuff yeah uh i'm surprised at uh kj osborne um still being unrostered uh, and a little bit at uh, Christian Kirk, but really I gotta say it's KJ Osborne for me. Um, he had what 14, he on? so he's on Minnesota. Um, okay. He is the leading target right now for uh, Kirk Cousins. So against Cincinnati, uh, he had seven receptions for 76 yards. Again, he didn't have a touchdown, but still got a solid 14 points. And then we saw him against Arizona, five receptions on 97 yards with a touchdown for 20 points. Uh, so he is that leading target. So. You know, there is a chance that, you know, like particularly this week, um, you know, in the schedule where uh, he is, you know, going up against, um, you know, Seattle, whose defense, you know, will probably give him some extra coverage. Maybe not the greatest piece there. Uh, but then when you see him going up against the Lions here in a couple weeks that, you know, he'll he'll have, uh, you know, some good touches uh, going on there, even against the Browns. Um, 
you know so it's just one of those things that i'm a little bit surprised because i think he's going to get some some good uh some good points and touches going on um, I think it's just I think it's just hard because they've also got Jefferson and Thielen. Uh Same with wanting to grab Rondell Moore or Christian Kirk. I mean, they've got D Hop. Uh, so uh, it's just hard to pick those kinds of people because they're not being consistent. And so when when you're not being consistent, you don't want to have them on your roster because they just take up roster space. So that's my argument for that one. Understood. Uh, anything else so. that you want to bring up uh, for the rest of the end of the episode here? <sighs> No, just uh, give us a follow on our social medias uh, at the Mike and Mike show on Instagram and at the Mike and Mike show one uh, on Twitter. Uh, feel free to reach out to us uh, for, for fantasy help for, um, you know, just if you're if you're wanting to bet, I guess you can ask Michael. I don't I don't understand looking at odds. Uh, you know, I kind of get it a little bit. You know, explained it to me. I've just never understood it. I see the numbers and I'm like, OK, shouldn't you have the higher plus number? But that's not true. So I don't really get it. I don't understand all that. But like, if you just want to make a good bet with a friend and say, "Hey, I want to," I bet you five bucks. You know that this team's gonna win. You know we can always help you with that too. Uh, but so yeah, I, I mean, I'm not it's good just at one of those picking things. Just, just hit us up on special on uh, on uh, social media, and yeah. we'll be always yeah we'll always be down to to talk to you and and interact with our fans. So I can I can read the odds and I can explain them, but I'm not good at like trying to pick the odds like as far as like again like I know how to read them. So if somebody is already, you know, like you're reading the sports book, I could tell you what it means type deal. Uh but mm-hmm. like if I had to like dissect the odds and then tell you like, "Oh, I like, you know, here's this whatever blah blah blah." Uh that's that's where I get a little bit uh a little bit more issue. Uh yeah. and actually I'm not going to lie. Uh I just realized I had way too many Arizona players. Uh, on your team yeah because i had deandre hopkins and then i had um rondale moore um so i actually just dropped rondale moore and picked up kj osborne (laughs) you're not gonna get many points with kj sorry not 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 this week Uh, maybe not this week i'm just saying i'm just saying ever he's not gonna keep doing awesome Uh, too good of a too good of uh wide receivers around him to really secure that spot um on continuous fantasy greatness yeah i just uh rondale moore was just kind of one of those things though you, you can't have too many players from the same team and i already have an issue of having joe mixon and t higgins uh you know kind of both being on the same team there so i i kind of wanted to try to spread it around a little bit and then having josh allen and now having devin singletary you know i i i need to kind of spread it around a little bit more and not just uh not not bunch up too much because then it becomes an issue where you get into the bye week jam where a lot of my players have the same bye week yes 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 so so that's where yes that's where i was looking at it and i was like uh you know i probably should uh be a little bit more careful about this uh so well i mean we'll see i mean it, it you know we are talking about a bench player for me so all right well we'll go ahead and end this one for y'all um come back and check us out uh well we should have a new episode up what is that uh monday Monday. night tuesday yeah yep and uh we'll cover kind of what happened uh in week three yeah all right thanks guys